Hi, it's Stephen DiPietro from the Stoic Leadership Podcast. Yesterday I did a did a talk about gratitude, and today it's now it's now April one, and I want to just give a little bit of comparison of some things that are going on and and reasons why we should be grateful. In China, and I've got an office in China still, since January 20, I've been watching this thing unfold. In China, if your business is struggling with COVID-19, bad luck. If an employee is put off from work or laid off or put to furlough, whatever we call it in the West, it's bad luck. There is almost no assistance. It's basically eat or be eaten. Now, that is really weird when you think that they're a communist country with a social collectivism and socialism and you would think that they take care of everyone in that way. Sure, you've got free school. Sure, you've got free health care. But if you lose your job, uh, you're on your own. Whereas in the West, and, and what's now become a very right-wing skewed Western capitalist world, you know, England, Australia, Western Europe, all of it, or just about, uh, you, Italy's gone, gone to the right as well. And Canada, not so much. United States to the right. All of these uber capitalist, right-wing-leaning leaning economies have now basically become so socialist. We've now really pretty much got universal basic income in many of those countries. If And there's also support for employers who have got employees. So the employee gets some benefit, the employer gets some benefit to help us see through this. Now, that is absolutely astounding. So we should be grateful for those of us listening in those countries where there is that assistance, that we're living in a place that you can get that assistance either as an employee or an employer. Now, that's fine for the economic side, but what about on the medical side? I saw a statistic, and I've seen it twice now, that in sub-Saharan Africa, basically everywhere except for South Africa, really, there's one respirator, sorry, ventilator per million people. Now think about that, one one of those things per million people. Now, in Australia and the US, we're complaining that we don't have enough and the West, all through Western Europe, but we've got some, we've got something. We've also got a healthcare system that means that you can go and get help. So it gives you a fighting chance if you get seriously ill of fighting this thing. So we should be grateful for that. My third one and my final one is India. In India, only a few days ago, the government bought in a decree that said you can't travel. It was about a week ago from here, from this point of recording. And so no one can travel. And they gave only four hours notice in the middle of the night. So a whole bunch of people were stuck in these cities where they don't normally live. So I call them itinerant workers. Now, 80% of the Indian workforce is doing does menial and lower end jobs. These are people that predominantly come from farmland and from, from rural areas come to the city, they do their work and they might go home once every six months or so, if they're lucky, to see their family, but they ship the money through. These people are left now all of a sudden without work. They're living in, in apartments with five, 10, 15 people, all, all confined in. They're scared of coronavirus because and they're the breadwinner, not only for their own lives, but for the likelihood of their families who are not near them. So they, they basically grab a bag and they walk. And some people have been walking as much as four, 500 miles, 600, 750 kilometres to, to go back to their families in a period of weather where the nights are still cold and the days are really hot. So they've got no food, no water, and they've got to make this trek. That's, for Australians, that's the equivalent of, of walking from Sydney to the Victorian border. It, it's, it's incomprehensible. 
people are going through these horrible situations that, that, that beg a belief. The, the, the government then said, well, we'll, we'll put on 10,000 buses and reopen the trains. But all that did was just got everyone crammed into one spot, in central spots in each area, where people were clamouring to get onto this transport. So if you imagine a, a shopping mall with the big atrium, the shops around the edge and the big hollow in the middle, like a big atrium, and looking down, normally you see a couple of stores and people walking around, and you might be looking from the third or fourth floor, looking down at people at coffee shops and all the rest. Well, imagine this being a train station with stairs running all through it, not, not uh, travelators, but stairs, or escalators, but stairs, and just people milling around the bottom, shoulder to shoulder on stairs in a period of time where they should be social distancing, but they can't. They're so desperate to get home to their families. Now, we don't have anything like that where I live. Sure, we might have some really, really tough times and tragedy might befall us all or befall some of us, but it's not, it's not like that. So right now, right here, there's a lot to be grateful for. Get that rational part of the brain working. That's the stoic. I see that as the stoic part of the brain. There's all this, there's these emotions like boredom and anger and, and just stress of the not knowing. Bring, the, bring the, this conscious part of the mind forward and let that conscious part look at comparisons, if nothing else. And then I think it helps, it helps me but it'll help us cope a little bit better. I've gone through a really stressful couple of weeks. I've moved office, I've emptied my office, I've had to fire people, I've put people on furlough or standing down, I've cut people's hours, all of the horrible decisions that you need to make. Made them all, got really stressed, saw this thing about India and it just hit me. It's like, yes, rational brain. This, I didn't realise that I was getting stressed. I didn't realise that I'd lost some perspective. And having that thought, and I keep using that mental image and if you get a chance look it up online i'll try to put the link in this in this in this um podcast have a look at it and that mental image is burned into my brain it's like a mental reference point to say okay this is where i am not this is how bad it can get this is what negative visualization really looks like how would i feel emotionally if i were in that Negative visualisation is a huge part of, of stoicism, which I've spoken about before. If you can't imagine how you would feel in a situation worse than what you're in now, imagine being...